Hello world, this is Roger Corvale and this is For the Hope. Here we read through the Bible conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Who is like Yahweh? <laughs> How would you like it if that was your name? Who is like Yahweh? Well, in fact, that's what the name Micah means. And on this year's crazy chronological journey through the Old Testament today, we part ways with Isaiah for a bit and dive into Micah's contribution to what is called the Book of the Twelve. Hey, Hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we consider life and work in light of God's story. And in that story, at least in the Hebrew Bible version thereof, there is one book instead of twelve uh, in the way that we see the Old Testament, and it's called the Book of the Twelve, which is the minor prophets. And they're minor not because they're less important, but because they're short relative to Isaiah, Jeremiah, etc. But before we get there, our New Testament segment today continues what we heard yesterday, the beginning of Jesus' ministry that encountered controversy and pushback. And we hear some more of that today. In fact, the very first thing you're going to hear is a quote from the scribes and Pharisees, right? The Pharisees and teachers of the law. Here we go. Uh, Luke 5, picking up in verse 33. Then they said to him, John's disciples fast often and say prayers, and those of the Pharisees do the same, but yours eat and drink. And Jesus said to them, You can't make the wedding guests fast while the groom is with them, can you? But the time will come when the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. He also told them a parable. No one tears a patch from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. Otherwise, not only will he tear the new, but also the old piece, also the piece from the new garment will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins and it will spill and the skins will be ruined. No, new wine is put into fresh wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, wants new because he says, the old is better. On a Sabbath, he passed through the grain fields and his disciples were picking heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands and eating them. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered them, Haven't you read what David and those who were with him did when he was hungry? How he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat? He even gave some to those who were with him. And then he told them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled, and the scribes and Pharisees were watching him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath so that, so that they could find a charge against him. But he knew their thoughts and told the man with the shriveled hand, Get up and stand here. So he got up and stood there, and then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good? on the Sabbath or to do evil, to save a life or to destroy it? After looking around at them all, he told the man, 
stretch out your hand. He did, and his hand was restored. They, however, were filled with rage and started discussing with one another what they might do to Jesus. And that gets us up through verse 11 of chapter 6. And a little shorter today because we're going to tackle a chunk of Micah so that it kind of holds together in a way that you'll just have to trust me for. Interestingly, the prophet Micah isn't identified the way some other prophets are, like, yo, he's the son of somebody. In fact, he's, he's identified by his location called Morasheth, which is about 22 miles southwest of Jerusalem. And also, interestingly, unlike what we read yesterday in Isaiah, there is nothing recorded about his calling. But as you will hear, the Spirit of God is on him. Micah prophesied during the reigns of the Judean kings Jotham and Ahaz and Hezekiah. You can see how all of this connects. Just another one of those parallel narratives. And like other prophets, his prophecy is often in poetic form, which means you're going to have to work for it a little bit. Two, you're also going to hear these literary cycles, which kind of mark the book of Micah, where there's a prophecy of judgment followed by a prophecy of salvation and restoration. So, Micah, chapter 1. The word of the Lord came to Micah the Morishite, what he saw regarding Samaria and Jerusalem in the days of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Pause. I'm just going to read the little superscriptions in my Bible. These are not in the Bible, but it'll kind of give you a sense of the, the little sections. This one's called... Coming judgment on Israel. Listen, all you peoples. Pay attention, earth, and everyone in it. The Lord God will be a witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. Look, the Lord is leaving his place and coming down to trample the heights of the earth. The mountains will melt beneath him, and the valleys will split apart like wax near a fire, like water cascading down a mountainside. All this will happen because of Jacob's rebellion and the sins of the house of Israel. And what is the rebellion of Jacob, isn't it? Samaria? And what is the high place of Judah? Isn't it Jerusalem? There, By the way, remember Jacob slash Israel, that's the northern kingdom. Jerusalem is in the southern kingdom of Judah, right? So the northern kingdom of Israel has their capital as Samaria. So he just called them out for basically abandoning um, the true center, right? All of this will happen because of Jacob's rebellion and the sins of the house of Israel. What is the rebellion of Jacob? Isn't it Samaria? Rhetorical question. What is the high place of Judah? Meaning what's the right place to worship? Isn't it Jerusalem? Therefore, I will make Samaria a heap of ruins in the countryside, a planting area for a vineyard. I'll roll her stones into the valley and expose her foundations. All her carved images will be smashed to pieces. All her wages will be burned in the fire, and I will destroy all her idols. Since she collected the wages of a prostitute, they will be used again for a prostitute. Micah's Lament Because of this, I will lament and wail. I will walk barefoot and naked. I will howl like the jackals and mourn like ostriches. For her wound is incurable and has even reached Judah. It has approached my people's city gate as far as Jerusalem. 
Don't announce it in Gath. Don't weep at all. Roll in the dust in Beth Leafra. Depart in shameful nakedness, you residents of Shephir. The residents of Zanan will not come out. Beth Azel is lamenting. Its support is taken from you. Though the residents of Maroth anxiously await for something good, disaster has come from the Lord to the gate of Jerusalem. Harness the horses to the chariot, you residents of Lachish. This was the beginning of sin for daughter Zion because Israel's acts of rebellion can be traced to you. Therefore, send farewell gifts to Moresheth, Gath. The houses of Axib are a deception to the kings of Israel. I will again bring a conqueror against you who live in Marashah. The nobility of Israel will come to Adullam. Shave yourselves bald and cut off your hair in sorrow for your precious children. Make yourselves as bald as an eagle, for they have been taken from you into exile. Oppressors judged. Woe to those who dream up wickedness and prepare evil plans on their beds. At morning light they accomplish it because the power is in their hands. They covet fields and seize them. They also take houses. They deprive a man of his home, a person of his inheritance. Therefore the Lord says, I am now planning a disaster against this nation. You cannot free your necks from it. Then you will not walk so proudly because it will be an evil time. In that day, one will take up a taunt against you and lament mournfully, saying, We are totally ruined. He measures out the allotted land of my people, how he removes it from me, and he lots our fields to traitors. Therefore, there will be no one in the assembly of the Lord to divide the land by casting lots. God's word rejected. Quit your preaching, they preach. They should not preach these things. Shame will not overtake us. House of Jacob, should it be asked, is the spirit of the Lord impatient? Are these the things he does? Don't my words bring good to the one who walks uprightly? But recently my people have risen up like an enemy. You strip off the splendid robe from those who are passing through confidently like those returning from war. You force the women of my people out of their comfortable homes and you take my blessing from their children forever. Get up and leave, for this is not your place of rest because defilement brings destruction, a grievous destruction. If a man comes and utters empty lies saying, I will preach to you about wine and beer, he would be just the preacher for this people. The remnant gathered, regathered. I will indeed gather all of you, Jacob. I will collect the remnant of Israel. I will bring them together like sheep in a pen, like a flock in the middle of its pasture. It will be noisy with people. One who breaks open the way will advance before them. They will break out, pass through the city gate and leave by it. Their king will pass through before them. The Lord is as their leader. Unjust leaders judged. Then I said, Now listen, leaders of Jacob, you rulers of the house of Israel. Aren't you supposed to know what is just? You hate 
good and love evil. You tear off people's skin and strip their flesh from their bones. You eat the flesh of my people after you strip their skin from them and break their bones. You chop them up like flesh for the cooking pot, like meat in a cauldron, and they, then they will cry out to the Lord. But he will not answer them. He will hide his face from them at that time because of the crimes they have committed. False prophets judged. This is what the Lord says concerning the prophets who lead my people astray, who proclaim peace when they have food to sink their teeth into, but declare war against the one who puts nothing in their mouths. Therefore, it will be night for you without visions. It will grow dark for you without divination. The sun will set on these prophets and the daylight will turn black over them. Then the seers will be ashamed and the diviners disappointed. They will all cover their mouths because there will be no answer from God. Catch this next line, my friends. I'm hoping that we have this sense. He continues. As for me, however, I am filled with power by the spirit of the Lord, with justice and courage to proclaim to Jacob his rebellion and to Israel his sin. Zion's destruction. Listen to this, leaders of the house of Jacob, you rulers of the house of Israel, who abhor justice and pervert everything that is right, who build Zion with bloodshed and Jerusalem with injustice. Her leaders issue rulings for a bribe and her priests teach for payment. And her prophets practice divination for silver, yet they lean on the Lord saying, isn't the Lord among us? No disaster will overtake us. Therefore, because of you, Zion will be plowed like a field. Jerusalem will become ruins, and the temple's mountain will be a high thicket. The Lord's rule from restored Zion. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be established at the top of the mountains and will be raised above the hills. People will stream to it, and many nations will come and say, Come, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us about his ways, so we may walk in his paths. For instruction will go out of Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will settle disputes among many peoples and provide arbitration for strong nations that are far away. They will beat their swords into plows, and their spears into pruning knives. Nation will not take up the sword against nation, and they will never again train for war. But each person will sit under his grapevine and under his fig tree with no one to frighten him. For the mouth of the Lord of armies has spoken. Though all the peoples walk in the name of their own gods, we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. On that day, this is the Lord's declaration, I will assemble the lame and gather the scattered, those I have injured. I will make the lame into a remnant, those far removed into a strong nation. Then the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion from this time on and forever. And you, watchtower for the flock, fortified hill of daughter Zion, the former rule will come to you. Sovereignty will come to daughter Jerusalem. From exile to victory. Now, why are you shouting loudly? Is there no king with you? 
Has your counselor perished so that anguish grips you like a woman in labor? Rise and cry out, daughter Zion, like a woman in labor, for now you will leave the city and camp in the open fields. You will go to Babylon. There you will be rescued. There the Lord will redeem you from the grasp of your enemies. Many nations have now assembled against you. They say, Let her be defiled, and let us feast our eyes on Zion. But they do not know the Lord's intentions or understand his plan, that he has gathered them like sheaves to the threshing floor. Rise and thresh, daughter Zion, for I will make your horns iron and your hooves bronze, so you can crush many peoples. Then you will set apart their plunder for the Lord, their wealth for the Lord of the whole earth. From defeated ruler to conquering king. And you're going to hear some kind of messianic stuff in here. Now, daughter who is under attack, you slash yourself in grief. A siege is set against us. They are striking the judge of Israel on the cheek with a rod. Bethlehem Ephrathah, you are small among the clans of Judah. One will come from you to be ruler over Israel for me. Yes, my friends, you just heard that right. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> where, does, where is the Messiah going to be born? Here we go. Micah 5, 2. Bethlehem Ephrathah, you are small among the clans of Judah. One will come from you to be ruler over Israel for me. His origin is from antiquity, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of the ruler's brothers will return to the people of Israel. He will stand and shepherd them in the strength of the Lord, in the majestic name of the Lord his God. They will live securely, for then his greatness will extend to the ends of the earth. He will be their peace. When Assyria invades our land, when it marches against our fortresses, we will raise against it seven shepherds, even eight leaders of men. They will shepherd the land of Assyria with the sword, the land of Nimrod with a drawn blade. So he will rescue us from Assyria when it invades our land when it marches against our territory. The glorious and purified remnant. Then the remnant of Jacob will be among many peoples, like dew from the Lord, like showers on the grass, which do not wait for anyone or linger for mankind. Then the remnant of Jacob will be among the nations, among many peoples, like a lion among animals of the forest, like a young lion among flocks of sheep, which tramples and tears as it passes through, and there is no one to rescue them. Your hand will be lifted against your adversaries, and all your enemies will be destroyed. In that day, this is the Lord's declaration, I will remove your horses from you and wreck your chariots. I will remove the cities of your land and tear down all your fortresses. I will remove sorceries from your hands, and you will not have any more fortune-tellers. I will remove your carved images and sacred pillars from you, so that you will no longer worship the work of your hands. I will pull up the Asherah poles from among you and demolish your cities. I will take vengeance and anger and wrath against the nations that have not obeyed me. And my friends, that is five chapters of the book of Micah. We'll finish that off tomorrow. You can see this theme 
recurring theme of judgment and forgiveness, right? The Lord is the judge who scatters people for their transgressions and sins. And he's also the shepherd king who in covenant faithfulness gathers and protects and forgives them. And I love just how that even just is an image of what happened with, you know, the call of Levi that we read, right? This hated tax gatherer who Jesus said, follow me. And he leaves everything behind. Mm. My friends, do you trust in the creator of the universe to deliver on final and ultimate justice in a way that just brings peace that your heart longs for? Mm. I hope so. (laughs) I love you. Amen. Amen.